Good, 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 good. And uh, something else I wanted to t- touch base on. You know, I often ask people, have you read your chapter? Are you reading your chapter? Or how do you read your chapter? Because I like to know if people understand what Keith is saying sometime and how he's talking and explaining things. You know, because communication is a very uh, fun thing sometimes. If you're a leader and you communicate something to people, it's like, where did they get that from? You know, you say one thing and they go six miles in a different direction than what you said. So I want to try to explain to you what he means by read your chapter. What he means is, As soon as you can, as a couple, if you're married, get your Bible out, turn to, what is our chapter tomorrow? Huh? Exodus 14 or something like that? Something around, some of you don't have a clue. Now that's really sad. Exodus 14. Okay, so get your Bible out, turn to Exodus 14 with your spouse and with your kids, not Exodus 13, not Exodus 16, Exodus 14, read it out loud. And what Keith and I usually do is one of us will read one day, one of us will read the next day, and we read that one chapter together, and then we talk about that chapter together. We read it together. We don't read the whole week's chapters. We don't go back the, the, the next day and read chapter, say it's Tuesday. We don't read chapter 14 and chapter 15. We read chapter 15 on Tuesday. And we read chapter 16 on Wednesday. Now, I've heard people tell me all ideas of what they had. But you know what? If you, if you want to do it the way that God led him to do it, there, there may be an anointing on the way God leads. They're just may, maybe an anointing on your pastor to tell you the way that it's supposed to be done. That I, golly gee. And that's the way that the Lord directed him to do it. And, and, you know, if you can do it with your whole family, that's a really good thing. And so we try to do it as quickly as we can together first thing in the morning. Now, I know some people can't. Sometimes, you know, some guys have to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and be at work at 6, you know, and some people, you know. And so they read it together in the afternoons. But try to do it. And like what we were talking about on Friday night, it'll really make a difference in your life because you'll begin to see things. There'll become an anointing on it to understand things differently than you did before. Make sense to you? So uh, try and do that. Okay, this morning, you know, the older, and that's in, you know, being 26, it's not really that old, but the older that I become, (laughs) 26 and a half, I begin to realize that with the Word, you can be around the Word a lot and, and nothing change in our lives. And, and the more I'm around it, the more I see it, not only in other people's lives, but in my life. And, and I'm on this mission to go back to what I know and put it more into practice. Because I'm seeing more and more and more and more and more. It's not what we've heard, but it's what we do. Because, you know, we as, as word and faith, charismatic, Bible-toting, whatever Christians, we know a lot of stuff. 
know a lot of stuff. But if we would take that no word and substitute it with a do word, oh my, where would we be? But we got to change that no word into, what are the, uh, we learned it in English. Now, I never was a very good student. So, but I know this much. Do is an action verb. No is a what? Passive. Passive verb. That means if you know something, Passive. What is passive? Do is a what? That means you have to pick it up, move it. That means it has to have movement with it. I think we need to be more action verbs instead of passive verbs. Does that make sense to you? So start thinking of yourself as an action verb instead of a passive verb. Do we have any English teachers in here? We do? Oh, my. Am I right about that? Yes, I got it right. I got it right. I got it right. That may be the only thing I got right in English. You know, I was raised a Cajun girl, and and I almost failed English because of bring and take. Just that bring and take. Because bring and take in Cajun is like, um, brought that to me. <laughs> you know, it just didn't work. So, um, But anyway, put up, if you would, please, Isaiah 55, 11. And I think you're going to get it. This is the Amplified. For me. I, I'm not going to read a bunch of translations today, so I'm going to get straight to the point on some things. So shall my what? So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void. Without producing any effect, useless, But it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose, and it shall prosper in the thing which I sent it. Now, what's going to do all this stuff? W-O-R-D, a word. God's word is going to go out of his mouth, and it's going to produce an effect, and it's going to accomplish the purpose and it's going to prosper the thing wherewith he sent it. Now, I started to bring a bunch of more props today. I had them all set out, but I thought maybe they can envision this without me doing this. How many of you have ever seen... Okay, this if you're a cleaner, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about right away. I, I'm doing a commercial, so maybe they'll send them to me for free for now, Okay. <laughs> Dow Scrubbing Bubbles commercial. How many of you have ever seen those little head things that when you spray the can, they just go to work and they clean your tub up spotless? You ever seen that? How many of you have not seen it? You've not seen it. Glory to God, this is going to be easy. (laughs) They come out of that can and man, they just go to work. (laughs) And they're just cleaning everything. Thing, right? They go into action. 
And if it only really worked, it would be just absolutely wonderful. <laughs> that you never had to clean anything. You spray that stuff in Zippo, Zippo, everything spotless, shining, sparkling. <laughs> spotless. But they're like their little warriors in there. And they've gone to clean up all your little messes when you spray that can. That is how words work. That is exactly how words work. The minute that a word comes out of your mouth, God's words, they came out of his mouth and they went to work. It's like he said, light be, and all of a sudden, all these little men came out of his mouth and they went to make light. (laughs) Don't get ahead of me. See, that's what happens when you're hooked. Light be. And all these little men went out of his mouth and started making things happen. His words went to work for him. Working for him. Think about this. If his words went to work for him and he said, light be, and their tools... And he said, darkness. He said, light. And he set everything in its place just with a word. What about our words? Amen. Are we supposed to be like him? Yes. Look at this, Hebrews 11.3. Now, when he said, light be, do you think that say those little warriors, came back to him and said, we can't make it be. We don't have have the strength. We don't have the power. And they just went out of his mouth and they went, boom, and fell to the ground. When he said, light be, what happened? They went forth. And accomplished what he said be. They didn't come back and say, we can't accomplish this. They didn't come back and say, we can't make uh, day and night. They didn't come back and say, "Um, we can't make the land. We can't make the sea. They didn't come back and say, we can't make man. They didn't come back and say anything. Everything he said for there to be, I mean, every time he opened his mouth and said be, let there be water. There was water. Let there be light. There was light. Not one time did those words come back to him and say, wait a minute, we don't know what that is. We can't do this. There's not enough of us. Every time he said a word with his mouth, it was. Every time. It accomplished what he sent it out to accomplish. Hebrews 11.3. You'll get it. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God 
so that things which are seen were made of things that do not appear. The worlds were framed. Now take a picture frame. Think it in your mind, a big picture frame. Think about your own life. Think about things you say. Now you've got this great big picture frame and you say something and what happens to it? When you say it, automatically your words, whatever you say, just go to the ground. You say, I love you. It goes to the ground. You say, I hate you. It goes to the ground. He said, um, light be and light was. He said, uh, waters be and waters were. He said, I'll form, uh, uh, let there be a duck right there. And what was there? A A duck. Let there be a cow right here. What was there? A cow. No matter what he said to be, let there be green grass right there. Let there be, even later, a rainbow. And did there appear a rainbow? Everything that we see in the earth today was framed by what? His words. There's nothing that we see, any particle, any atom, the biggest thing, the smallest thing, was framed by these little warriors that went out. Every time he said, let there be something, it shot out of his mouth like little tools that went out of his mouth. Little men, I just can almost picture it, coming out of his mouth and going to work and making it happen like those little scrubbing bubbles coming out of his mouth saying, go work and make this happen. That was God. Read Hebrews 1, verse 3 in the Amplified. This is what I was talking about when I said, don't get ahead of me. Hebrews 1, 3. Jesus, in his sole expression of the glory of God, the light being out of the outraying or radiance of the divine, he in his perfect imprint, the very image of God's nature, upholding and, ma- and maintaining, upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by his mighty word of power. When he had offered himself, accomplished our cleansing of sins with the riddance of guilt, he sat down at the right hand of the divine majesty on high. That's where I said don't get ahead of me. So think about this. Think about everybody in here has a problem today. And everybody in the church in Branson has a problem today. And it's Sunday morning. Everybody in church today maybe is having an altar service and everybody decides they want to pray today and ask God for questions. God, meet my need on this. God, supply this. God, I need this. God, I need that. God, I need that. And here's God. He's trying to make everybody breathe. Take a breath. (gasps) Okay, the rest of y'all didn't take a breath. Take a breath. Okay. And, and then everybody's asking God for something. And he got too busy to remember that there was supposed to light be. Or he got too busy to remember that the worlds were supposed to be rotating at a certain 
or he got too busy to remember that this one was supposed to be this far away from this one. No. His word is a sustaining word. His word, once it is spoken, he doesn't have to go back and repeat it 62 times. His word is a keeping word. Once he says something, it is that way forever. He doesn't have to wake up every morning and say, Light be. River flow. Birds sing. Tree grow. You breathe. He doesn't have to do that. His word has so much power in it that he said it one time and it's that way for eternity. Forever and ever and ever and ever and ever light's going to be. It's not going to get dark on us because he said it one time. But you know what the problem is with all this? Is that we don't understand spiritual things. We're flesh and we're carnal. And we don't understand that when he says words in an unseen realm, that action goes into play. When he says words, things start working. Things start happening. Things start taking place. They start taking shape. They start taking form. And it doesn't take them long in his world. It's just our world. This fleshly, carnal, natural world that we can't see because we keep trying to look at everything through these eyes instead of these eyes. So we think, because we keep looking at everything through these eyes, that our words don't mean anything. But you know what? It really doesn't matter what we think. Here was the illustration I was going to try to give you this morning. How many of you, again, I'm going to use some cleaning product illustrations this morning. The reason I didn't do it wasn't for your benefit, it was for mine. Because I knew if I brought this next cleaning product in here, I would be very upset with myself if I messed up. How many of you have ever used Clorox cleanup? Uh Uh-huh. You know what it is, right? Okay, I have used it and I have ruined every pair of black pants that I have. Because I do it in a hurry when I'm getting ready to go somewhere. Anybody else? Okay. I never knew what it was to begin with. I I couldn't figure out how come I had all these spots on my pants. My point exactly. I will explain. When you're using Clorox cleanup and you're cleaning your tub or your shower or your sink or you're cleaning anything else, it's doing a good job for you. 
and it's cleaning. And it gets it what? White. White. It cleans it really, really good, and it gets it white. And that's a good thing. It's doing exactly what it was intended to do. You squirt that bottle, and it gets it white. But you know what else it can do? It can destroy stuff. That very same product that is so wonderful and so good and we all like so well can destroy things. Even when it didn't mean to. And you know what the thing about it is? It had zero control about destroying anything. You sprayed that bottle, and once it got out, it didn't care if the shirt was white or it was black. It didn't care if it was yellow, it was red, it was green, it was purple, it was blue, it was whatever color it was. Whatever it hit, it was going to do it good or it was going to do it bad. Because once it came out of that bottle, it's going to accomplish something. When them words come out, they are going to accomplish something. They're either going to accomplish good or they're going to accomplish bad, just like that cleaning product. It's either going to accomplish good or it's going to accomplish bad. It has no choice. It's what it's made to do. It'll either make it white because you want it white or it'll make it white because it's, it's going to destroy it. And your words are the same way. When they are going forth out of your mouth... They're either going to accomplish the good things you're setting them forth to do or they're going to accomplish the bad things that you didn't mean for them to do. But they're going to accomplish something. They're not going to stop until they hit a mark. Now, if the reason I didn't bring that Clorox cleanup in here today is I had a white T-shirt and I had a black T-shirt and I was going to show you. But... Had I a miss and I not had something down on this floor that covered the whole thing and it oversprayed, it would have got white spots all over my carpet. Because it's going to accomplish what? Whatever it hits. Wherever that spray hits, it's going to accomplish something. And it's the same thing with our words. It doesn't matter if you intend for them to. It doesn't matter if it's what you meant for it to. It doesn't matter if I didn't mean to hurt you. I meant it for good. I meant to clean that spot out of my shirt, but it got on my pants. I meant to clean my sink, but it got on my pants. I meant to be saying something good about her, but it didn't come out right. It hurt her. And the truth about it is, if we'll be led in what we say, instead of just, in Proverbs it says, in the multitude of words, there wanteth not 
sin. So if we're led in what we say and how we say it, we won't be hurting people. There won't be any damage that comes from our words. But if we focus our words like God tools and we begin to look at what we're saying, there ain't nothing we can't have. There ain't nothing we can't do. Because these are tools that he gave us to accomplish everything he meant for us to have. Let's look at something else. Did that paint a picture or should I brought my stuff? Proverbs 18.21. All of you know this, but I think it will make it clearer to you now. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. That's the same thing as that cleaner. Good or bad are in the power of your tongue. And it's what I said a few minutes ago. I am tired of being a passive Christian. And I'm tired of pretending this word is not working for me. It is working one way or the other. And just because we don't see it today doesn't mean it's not working. Just because we don't see instantaneous death doesn't mean it's not working in our lives. Doesn't mean that there's... Because we're so fleshy and carnal, like I said Friday night, and we want everything instantaneously, doesn't mean it didn't start something. Sometimes with that Clorox stuff, you don't see the white spot instantly, do you? Sometimes it's the next day before you even see it. And you've washed it and you think, oh man, when did that happen? But it happened three days ago when you sprayed it. And that's the way it is with our words. We put that word out there and we didn't even know death started. Or we didn't know life started. You know, there's been people that... We know. We've done funerals and, and, and we've done things. And, and they've said things over and over again. And you think, oh, you know, quit saying that. Or you see, you, you counsel with spouses and stuff. And, and, and they say things like, they just don't like me. And they're talking about their spouse. And I'm like, you don't understand the spiritual realm very well to be saying that because the minute that you say those words they don't like me those words have to accomplish something those words do not just fall to the ground those words have a target and they have whether you believe it or not Those words are working words, just like that cleaner is. They're going to hit a target. And if Cher says, Mike just doesn't like me, maybe it's just today she said that, but it gives the devil an open door to plant something in him. I really didn't like that about what she did on that. And maybe it doesn't come out today, but maybe six months from now, 
something and a little spat rises up. It gives the devil an open door to begin doing things like that. He knows what our words mean. He knows that the fathers created everything and framed the world with his words. And he knows how valuable our words are. We have to watch and, and it's not a legalism, but it's a truth. There's a difference between legalisms and truths. That's why we have to watch the words. And I pray, Father, right now, show me, included in this service, how valuable words are and what they mean. We should know that, for instance, you know, you have an employee and, and maybe you think, man, why did they do that? And I thought about it as I was preparing this. And I thought about it. I said Friday night, Dan just does everything too fast. I thought, do you want that happening all the time? Do you want Dan doing everything too fast? No, I don't. So what should I be saying? He does it just the right speed. Dan is just the right speed. He never moves too fast. He never moves too slow. Just exactly the right speed. I want my words working in the right way. I don't want him moving too fast and something happening to him because he moved too fast. I don't want to be legalistic, but I do believe what the Word says. Look at Matthew 12, 37. Now, I didn't write these things, and these things are in red, and so it doesn't, again, it doesn't, say this with me, it doesn't matter. It doesn't what I think, it matters what the Bible says. Matthew 12, 37. For by my words, say it with me, I will be justified. And by my words, I will be condemned. The Amplified says it this way. For by your words you'll be justified and acquitted, or by your words you'll be condemned and sentenced. The Message Bible says it this way. Words can be your salvation, and words can be your damnation. Now, I didn't write that, and that is in red. So does it really matter what you think about it? It's just like with that Clorox cleanup. Does it matter if when you spray that, you think, I can spray that and it's not going to matter. It's going to stay white. It's not going to get on my clothes. It's not going to do any harm. It's not, does it matter what you think? The law is already in effect. In effect. If you spray Clorox on something black, it's going to turn white. The law is already in effect. Our words go to work the minute that they come out of our mouth. And they will affect good or they will affect bad. And we have to watch what we're saying. Now, they, they become a lot stronger the more mature you are. And they become a lot stronger when you mix them with God's Word. But it doesn't mean they don't affect anything now and here and today. 
think what people should be doing is saying the things that they want to come to pass. I think instead of saying, I feel sick today, I think we should go back to the 70s and start being doers again. Instead of, we should be the action verb that we're talking about. How many of you want to be an action verb? Let's try it out. Say, I have a great marriage. marriage. Uh, Let's see how we can say this. My spouse spouse always always interprets interprets what I'm saying saying in the right light. light. (laughs) It never gets crossed up. Do you understand what I'm saying? The devil never has place. Right? Just say that. The devil never never has place in my home. home. Right? My kids kids will never never go off crazy. crazy. Yeah. Never. I have favor favor with my boss. boss. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. What'd you say amen for? My body body is being renewed renewed every day. day. I'm getting stronger stronger and stronger. stronger. I call my eyes eyes stronger stronger and stronger. stronger. Call my body body healed. healed. Uh, I call my finances finances better better every day. God is dealing with people people to bring me in money. Now, doesn't that feel better than sitting around saying, I'm broke. What are we going to do? I'm broke. My spouse, she never understands anything that I'm saying. Huh? Those words are working for you. She never understands me. Did you just set something in motion? She's not going to understand you. You set something in motion for them to not understand you, for there to be confusion coming in. And and the thing about it is, you can't stop it at that point. There'll be a time of confusion. Because your words, he said his words never return void. We are spirit beings, and we've got to start seeing ourselves as spirit beings instead of flesh beings. God created us as spirits. He didn't create us as flesh people. And when we start seeing ourselves the way he said, do you remember the fig tree? What did he say? When Jesus came to the earth, he didn't act as God Almighty. He came to earth and became a man just like you and me. No man eat fruit of thee hereafter. I think I quoted it right. What happened to that fig tree? From the very root, didn't it? And nobody saw nothing that day. But it was just a few little words that came out of his mouth. That's all. Words. 
When you use your words and you open your mouth, you need to think about it as they're going to hit something. What do I want them to hit? Because they're going to hit something. And if I'm talking about my spouse, ooh, do I really want that? You better, you better get to saying, God, I take that back. I take that back. I take that instantly when, you, when they go back. Say, oh, no, I take that back. I know several people that say, when they say something, they think, crop failure, crop failure, crop failure. <laughs> you know, they realize as soon as they said it. I, I don't want those words hitting anybody. I don't want those words getting, you know. And you can, you know, you say, oh, no, I repent. I take that back. Until we get these, zip it. Because our words are way more weightier and mightier than we have ever given them credit for. And how long, how long have we been saying, nothing ever works out for my good? How long have we been saying, I just can't find a job? How long have we been saying, we're never going to have a nice house? How long have we been saying, we'll be broke forever? How long have we been saying, every time I look at food, I gain weight? How long have we been saying, no matter what I do, I can't lose weight? How long have we been saying, we just can't get along? We just, we just can't get along. How long have we been saying, it's just never going to get any better? How long have we been saying, you got to be the dumbest kid i ever seen? How long have we been telling you, you know, he's really not that smart of a kid. Is that what you want? Your words matter in your life. They will bring, as the message said, salvation or damnation. You can be acquitted or you can be sentenced. I want my words to mean something. What if you say they don't value me? They don't care about me. What if you just keep saying that about your spouse? They really don't care about me. They don't value me. They don't appreciate me. What if you say it about your boss? They don't appreciate what I've done. They don't appreciate me. They don't value me. They don't appreciate... What if you just keep saying that? There goes those little scrubbing bubbles. And it's going to start planting things in their heart. And even they don't understand what's going on. Even they don't understand why they're irritated. Even they don't understand why they're bugged and, and kind of, and they wake up one morning and they're just like, towards you, and they don't even understand why. But your words became stout against yourself. Your words went to work. They started acting on your behalf. But what if you started saying, I don't care how many times I've missed it. They love me. I am their favorite. They love me. Hey, look, I'm like Peter. I have blown it so many times, but you know what? 
I'm their favorite. I'm teacher's favorite. I'm teacher's favorite. Nana, nana, nana. I'm teacher's favorite. I know I'm God's favorite. Hey, I say it all the time. I have been saying, anybody that rides with me knows this. I have been saying it for decades. I always have the best parking places. I don't care. I remember we went to a parade one time, and they were parked six miles away. And Keith kept saying, I guess we need to park back here because everybody's parked back here. I said, no, you do not. (laughs) Oh, no. I said, you go as close as you can to the front. He pulled up, and I am not exaggerating. The parade is where this front row is, and there is where the parking spots were. He pulled up right there. You could see the parade from the car, and the guy says, And we parked right there, and the parade was over, and we pulled out like this and got on the street that the parade was on and went home. (laughs) It's your words working against you. I never have a good parking place. I always have to park way in the back. Somebody always dings my door. Somebody always dings my doors. What have you been saying? Your words are going to find a mark. My parents are the dumbest parents in the world. Kids, is that what you want? My parents never let me do nothing. Huh? Is that what you want? There's some youth in here. My parents never let me have nothing. Huh? Is that what you want? Get your words working for you. Get them going for you. I have so much money, my parents don't have to give me any money. People just all the time giving me money. Hey, people give you money just like they do your parents. Get your words working for for you. You need to start saying things like, I never get frustrated. I never lose my peace. I never get tired. I'm so full of energy all the time. I never get sick. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I have the mind of Christ. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And all day long, instead of grumbling or griping about what you don't have, find the substitute to say something positive about it. You know, I did an exercise at the office one day, and I said, you know what I want us to do? I want us just to find out how carnal we really are. Because, you know, we're all more carnal than we think we are, you know. Two-year-olds think they're way further along than what they are. You know that, right? They, they want to do everything for themselves, and they grab the milk carton and turn it backwards, right? But I said, do just the opposite this week than what you normally would do. If you're the kind of person that gets up three hours early to get ready for work, get up 30 minutes, throw in your clothes, run out the door. You know? If you're the kind of person that stays up real late at night, go to bed early. If you're the kind of person that eats real heavy, eat real light. If you're the kind of person that eats real light, eat a little bit heavier. You know, just do, just totally, if you're the kind of person that watches a lot of TV, turn the thing completely off. If you're the person that, kind of person that never watches any TV, sit down at night, watch a TV program or two. I mean, just throw the devil off. <laughs> I'm serious. Because it's the people that never watch TV that are too tied up in knots and they're, they're working and they're doing this, you know. And it's the people that, you know, too, watch too much TV that are never... So you got to just throw the devil off sometimes. You know? 
and take control of your flesh and tell it no. If you never eat dessert, it's doggone time you ate some. It's like, you know, some of these uh, people that are, you know, in these old-timey spy shows and stuff, they say, never do the same thing twice. You know, you throw, you throw the, the person that's searching for you off, you know. If you do the same thing twice, they're they going to catch you. Well, that's where you got to do the devil. you got to throw him off track sometimes, you know, and just confuse him, you know. So we're going to confuse him with our words now. We're going to quit saying all that bad stuff. We're going to quit being negative. We're going to be very po- And he's going to go, wait, 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 i got the wrong person. I'm at the wrong house. <laughs> Because I can't get anything on them. They won't say anything negative. All their words are positive now. Because we don't want that Clorox or, or our words, once it spews out, to make any spots that are bad. And you know, some are bigger than others. When you spray it, sometimes it's got a big old spot. So it does more damage. Then other times you really, and it's just a little spot here and a little spot there, and it'd it take more time to do, you know, more damage in your life. But that's the way our lives are. Sometimes our words, man, sometimes we really mean them. I just hate him. That's a big blow. The devil's got a lot to work with. Then other times it's like, sometimes he really irritates me. Maybe that's not as big of a a blow. Maybe it's some littler spots. He really bugs me sometimes. Maybe some more little spots. But your words will never, never, never just fall off the end of the chair or just fall off your mouth to the ground. And it doesn't, again, it doesn't matter what you think. It matters what this says. And he said in red letters... Your words, for by thy words... Put it back up there on the screen. I want everybody to see this and understand it. Matthew 12, 37. For by your words you shall be justified, and by your words you shall be condemned. Look at Proverbs 21, uh, 23. Whoso keeps his mouth and tongue... Keeps his soul from troubles. Anybody had any troubles? How do you keep yourself from them? Can somebody else keep you from troubles? How do you keep yourself from trouble? Watch that mouth. Watch that mouth. 1 Thessalonians 2.13 For this cause also we thank God without ceasing. Because when we received the word of God, which you heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is the word of truth. The word of God, which effectually works also in you that believe. It is effectually working in every believer. Whether you want it to or not. Words in your life identify who you are. It's like that frame. If somebody were to hang around you all day long and listen to your words, they would find out immediately who you are. 
they're going to identify you. They're going to know if you're rich or you're poor. They're going to know if you're happy or you're sad. If you walk around all day and say, I'm so depressed, what are you going to be? But what if you walked around all day long and said, I'm so happy. I am so happy. It doesn't matter if you feel depressed. Get those words working for you. And you may not change in five minutes, but how long have you been saying you're depressed? Huh? It'll start changing. It'll start changing the tide. Your words identify you. Your words set boundaries in your life. It sets how far you can go. Your words, if you say, I'll never have that. We'll never be able to do that. We'll never be able to go there. We'll never have one of those. We'll never make enough money to do that. Did you just set some boundaries in your life? I don't want to set boundaries in my life. I want to leave it open-ended to where God can do whatever He wants to do in my life. I want to put a watch at the door of my mouth to where I say, God, whatever you want. If you want me to have one of those, we'll have one of those. I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. I've never done that before. I'm not good at that. I'm not a night person. I can only eat this. My stomach hurts when I eat that. See how quiet it's getting? I get headaches probably once a month. You know, every time the weather does that, my arthritis, it just flares up. Even if it didn't happen that day, the fig tree didn't wither that day. We live in a spiritual realm. And your words went forth out of your mouth. And they are workers just like God's words were. And they went forth to form a world. Your words went forth to form your world ahead of you. Don't go around now. I'm just going to say it. Spouses, don't correct your spouse when they're saying something wrong. That's between them and God. You're not their God. And you're not the Holy Ghost police. That is between them and God. I guarantee, I'm going to be my cage. I guarantee you that you saying some stuff wrong too. I bet you fold three times you done said something wrong today. So why you be done picking on her? Right? Don't be picking on each other. Let that be between her and God. 
Don't be picking on each other. It's tough enough to start making changes in your life without having somebody ride you about it. It's tiring. Really tiring when you're trying to make changes in your life and you've got somebody standing over your shoulder riding you about it. You know when you messed up. More than anybody. <laughs> you don't need help saying, well, God said that wrong again. <laughs> See, and then you got somebody else with a sledgehammer. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> but we have to watch our words. They put boundaries in your life. Your words speak and affect your spirit, your inward man. And if I had to say anything about this morning, that's what you need to realize. They affect your spirit. Your inward man, things that you don't see readily. And that's what's wrong with us, guys. We don't see it readily, so we think it doesn't affect anything. And it does. Yes, it does. It's like the best way I can describe it is this. How many of you ladies had a baby? Keep your hand high just for a minute. Okay. The day that you found out you were pregnant. The day. Was it hard to believe? Could you see anything? You couldn't see a thing, could you? You just had to believe it, huh? You couldn't tell it. You just had to believe it. It's just that way. Those words went to work. You can't see a thing. But they are going to come out. They're going to come to pass. And it may be a baby you don't want. Huh? Or it can be a beautiful baby. Something you've been believing for. Something you've been expecting. But they're going to be there. That seed was planted. And it can either grow or it can die, depending on how you react. The other thing is, get up throughout the day and just locate yourself. See who you are. See what you've been saying. And again, don't have your spouse do it. Just listen to the words you've been saying. I tell some people sometimes, talking too much. Because I know when they're talking that much, they're hurting themselves. They can't be talking that much without hurting themselves. You know how I know? Because I used to do it all the time. My mother was a talker, 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 talker. And I got it from her. She talked all the time. But you can't talk that much without hurting yourself. And sometimes you just got to zip it. You already know what you know. Do you know that? You already know what you know. And sometimes it's good to find out what somebody else knows. Let them talk for a minute. Can you say amen? When you mix your words with God's words, it's like you put a double force together. It's kind of like this. I'll use the cleaning stuff again. It's like you have a sponge and you're cleaning your tub. That sponge is your words. 
you know, use the rough side or something, and it's cleaning the tub, and it's cleaning the tub, and it's cleaning, and it's doing an okay job. But then you put that Clorox cleanup with it, and what happens? You get that power backing behind it. You put your words with God's words, and you've got a mighty force to deal with. Hallelujah. And that's exactly what happens. Your words are strong, and they're good. But then when you take your word and you put this word behind it, when he said, you say to the mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, nothing doubting. You're speaking his word with your word. And that mountain had to move. All you have to do is put a little faith with it and every mountain in your life has to move. If we get these things right, we get our words working right. We get our faith working right. We're going to start seeing so many changes in our lives to where the devil's just going to be going, wait, who are those people? Where, where are those people? We are called faith, life. So we should have a little faith and we should have a little life about us, right? I think if we do these things, read Isaiah again, Isaiah 55. And we'll get ready to close. I want you to see what he says in the King James Version. You should mark this in your Bible. Isaiah 55, 11. Read it with me. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth, and it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I've sent it. Stand on your feet. I'm going to read you one more verse out of the Message Bible, Romans 10.8. Moses it says, so what exactly was Moses saying? The word that saves us is right here. As near as the tongue in your mouth and as close as the heart in your chest, it is the word of faith that welcomes God to work and set things right for us. That's what I want to happen now. I want us to open our mouths and I want us to just out of your own heart for just a minute, I want you to check your heart and say, oh, because I know in my life I've probably said some things that, oh, uh, you know, you wish, oh, man, I wish I wouldn't have said that so many times, you know. Man, I wish I wouldn't have confessed that so many times. Man, I wish I wouldn't have thought that like that so many times, you know. Because, you know, in your heart you have a bad day and you, and you say, they don't like me. Or you say something bad. I want us just to... Pray in the Spirit for about however long. And talk to God just for a minute. And let's put that just kind of under the blood for just a minute. And when we walk out of here today, I want us to be kind of clean from our talking. Do you know what I'm talking about? And go out of here today to where we've got like a chalkboard, a great big chalkboard. And it had all of our words that we've said that were bad in the past. And somebody took an eraser and erased it. But not only did they erase it, have you ever seen them clean a chalkboard in school? When they clean it, all the residue of the words that were there, what happened to it? 
It was totally and completely gone. And that's what I want to happen today. I want us not only to erase the words that were on the chalkboard, I want them to be totally and completely gone. If there's things that you've said in your past that you want gone, that you don't want to come to pass. The blood is bigger than any words that you've said in the past. And it can wash them away. We don't want any crops of those words to come up. We want good crops to come up. We want the white and bright and good things to come up. We want our words to prosper in the thing that we send them to do and be good words coming out of our mouth, not bad crops in our lives. So, Father, bow your heads if you would, please. Father, I just ask you now, for each and every person in this place, I just ask you to help them to search their hearts, my heart, Father, that we would be a vessel for you, Father God, and we would only say words that would bring good things in our lives, Father, that we would only say things that words that you could put to use for your kingdom, Father, good things, Father, for other people. We never meant anything bad, Father God. Check our hearts now, Father, and see our hearts, and we mean that we will begin to use our words for good, Father, and only good things, Father. We didn't mean the bad things that we said that we don't want those things to come to pass in our life, Father. We only want good things to come to pass in our life, Father. And we repent of all those bad things, Father, that we said. And we look to you, Father, to help us and put a watch at the door of our mouth if we go to say anything that we don't really mean is good, Father. We don't want the bad bleaching things to happen in our lives. We want prospering things in effectual things and good, glorious God things to happen in our lives, Father. And we thank you for working it out for us. Now we're going to pray in the Spirit in just a minute, Father, and give you a chance to work in our hearts. 